Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. Research shows that being part of a community really helps us feel united, supported, safe and secure, and we're more apt to reach our goals. This is exactly what we had in mind when we created our Roadmap to Wellness Club. Join us now for our monthly membership group where we host weekly meetings, hosting live Q&As and content created to help you transform your health, as well as monthly expert speakers. Go to transformingwomenshealth.com and click on Roadmap to Wellness Club. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you guys tuning in each and every week. Now, if you're a newbie, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you can catch every single episode that we put out every Monday and Thursday. If you're a returning listener, let us know what you think. Give us that review and also comment if you happen to be watching us live. Now, my next guest today is Alyssa Garcia. Let me tell you, She is a licensed architect, an interior designer, and also a construction manager with well over 30 years of experience in what she does. Now, she's taken a keen interest in organic and nature-inspired designs, and she's really passionate about helping others improve their sleep, their nutrition, their moods, allergies, productivity, fitness, and habits through interior design. And she's got quite a story to share with you. And I can't wait to dig into that. And in the today's episode, we're going to be discussing exactly how interior design is affecting our overall health and wellness. And we're going to be talking about specifically um, toxicity in our RVs. Now, this really hit home with me because my husband and I have been traveling by RV for the last nine years. And about six of those years, we lived in our RV more than half of the year. So I'm super excited to learn more here. Alyssa, we're really excited you're with us today. Thanks. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, you bet. So I love reading more about you. Um, you. You talked about your dad actually was in kind of the construction business and you really got started very early on in your life. I did. I was um, going around at my dad's job sites. He was an architect and a developer. Uh-huh. And so I just always thought I wanted to be an architect. Um and once I started in architecture, I got really into Frank Lloyd Wright when I was young. I had big dreams about changing the world like Frank Lloyd Wright did with organic architecture. Um, but when once I started my career in it, I realized that I was actually more into interiors than ground up buildings. So I shifted into interiors and then more recently shifted into doing the non-toxic RVs. I love it. And what what did you learn in your um your schooling and your education and your experience about how design, especially interior interior design, affects our overall health and well-being? 
I didn't learn much at school at that with that at all. Um, you know, at the time we were really focused on sustainability, which is important, um, and that is still something that architects and designers are focused on, and um, basically how to design sustainably. Use you know not so we don't use our natural resources and that sort of thing. Um, healthy materials is one small aspect of sustainable design. So you hear people talk about green design, sustainable design, eco design. They all mean the same thing. And healthy materials is a small aspect of that. Okay. Uh, more recently, um, there's been more of a focus on um, healthy, um, healthy materials and the healthy um, interiors and buildings in general and how they influence our health and wellness. I would say I was always into health and wellness and fitness and nutrition. Um, I had some health struggles myself with autoimmune issues and things that I'm really sensitive to. Um, so that's the reason why I kind of combined the two. Um, whereas it's it's pretty new to the industry. There's not a lot of people who are who are doing this yet. Right. And 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 that's really interesting because I find with every expert. I've interviewed, and I've been doing this for almost two years now, all of them have a personal story of their own health and wellness journey and why they do what they do today. Um, so it's, it's good to hear that. But I also like that you're kind of a um, pioneer, you know, in the industry, kind of leading the, the way. Um, can you talk to us a little bit? And I know we're going to go in a different direction here, but you talked about clean products, um, you know, green products, eco-friendly products in the home. Is there, are you talking construction wise or the actual things that we build? I'm talking, with? I'm talking construction wise, the things that we build with. Okay. Yeah. What in, in, and I don't know if you can speak, you know, uh, about this, but are there like things that we should be looking for if we're building a new home or things that we should be avoiding? At, well, absolutely. Um, and I should, I should modify that. I'm also talking about furnishings. Okay. So, okay. So not only the, the things that we build with, like the woods, the paints, the mm -hmm. adhesives in products. Mm -hmm. The fabrics, the um, in furniture, the things that cushions are made out of, oh. um, you know, even just I mean, everything in our home, the flooring, the drapes, um, the, you know, the hardware, everything in our home ha is made with chemicals. Right. Um, and so um, there are some chemicals that are harmful and other chemicals that aren't harmful. So the things that we want to avoid are VOCs, volatile organic compounds, mm -hmm. um, and also plastics, PVCs. Mm -hmm. um, so those are the, the two main ones. From, okay. Formaldehyde in a lot of wood and furniture is a VOC, um, but the VOC is like a broad term that covers a lot of bad stuff. And so we want to make sure we um, build uh, with an order furniture that is VOC free, if possible. There's a ton of companies, a ton of manufacturers of products and furniture that are talking about how they're certified with Green Guard certified or something like that. But if you look at it, they're not actually VOC free. They might have a, a little bit less VOCs than other products. Okay. But you really have to know what to look for. I mean, really, you want as, me as much as you can that's VOC-free because there's 
there's no way to have a, a house that's entirely or even an RV that's entirely VOC free. So on the things where you can get that, it's important to do that. And um, unfortunately, there's not a ton of options there. Like it's challenging as a designer to try and work in that, that limited pool of products and materials um, because, you know, I want everything to be super pretty. And, you know, as a designer, um, right. I want lots of pretty options Right. Um, where it's challenging depending on the style. For example, I have a client that wants to design in a farmhouse, a modern farmhouse aesthetic and wants everything VOC really hard. The, the textiles are that are VOC free or all organic are basically very plain. Um, they don't right. come in like farmhouse style tech, right. you know, patterns. <laughs> so we get really creative. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, Mm -hmm. if sometimes the aesthetic is more important, you know, sometimes a client says, I, I really want this look. So in this instance, I'm willing to go with the somewhat healthy product instead of like the 100% healthy product. Right. Well, and and sometimes I, I, I got two questions, you know, out of what we just talked about here. Um, Alyssa is number one, is there a certification that we can be looking for or are we necessarily looking for them to say they're VOC free? There's, there's a lot of certifications like green guard is one of them that, um, a lot of big furniture companies are using like pottery barn and uh, restoration hardware. They have uh, West Elm, they have a line that's Green Guard certified. Um, but again, it's there's not entirely VSC free. So I would just look for what, whenever you're, it, it's going to be really, it's going to be actually like finding a needle in a haystack, to be okay. honest with you. Okay. No, but, and, I, and I understand. And, and I, I appreciate that because in the toxin world, you know, there's a lot of apps out there, but not necessarily always indicated that it's a, a, a natural, clean product that we want to use in our home. Um, like, I know for, uh, I was talking to uh, one of my colleagues and they were talking about buying a mattress, uh, for instance. And the um, while organic, there are a lot of mattresses out there that you can buy that are organic and, and, and VOC free. You could also do things like um, leaving it outside, letting it uh, off gas for a period of time before you bring it into the home. Do you have other tips like that, that, you know, if you, people can't buy, you know, the, yeah. right. So we do a lot of those. We make a lot of those kind of compromises. Okay. Um, for example, um, yes, you can leave stuff outside for like a week and let it off gas. Um, it helps, but a lot of things take years to off gas. Um, for example, formaldehyde in cabinets takes years. Right. So when you can't, you know, and you can't really leave your cabinets outside. So a trick around that is using a primer, like um, there's a brand called Safe Coat, which um, uh, if you use their primer and paint, mm-hmm. um, you can basically lock in the VOCs. So you can do that with wood. So we'll do that sometimes with furniture when we find furniture for a client that they really love the look of, but it's, you know, full of toxins. We'll basically paint it. Um, so that's one really easy trick. Um, you know, if it's drapes or something, you know, washing, washing them a bunch of times, uh, right. obviously that helps. But, um, 
you know, the leaving it outside, just because something doesn't smell anymore, doesn't mean it's completely off gassed. So, I mean, it certainly it helps, but you know, it's, it's not really the answer. Not, not the hundred percent answer that we're looking for. Um, I appreciate you kind of going down this rabbit hole with me because, um, you know, uh, most of the time on my podcast, we're talking about the things that we're using inside the home and we don't necessarily get into furnishings or design or materials because quite honestly, I, I felt like those were kind of bigger ticket items and sometimes things that people can't quite change so readily as the products that we're using. But, but I think it's so important for us to understand and, and, and getting the, the VOCs and the plastics are kind of like two trigger points to really take uh, and pay attention to as we're doing things inside our home is key. But let's get into the RVs because um, I'm really excited to talk about RVs. And honestly, over the last year with the pandemic, they, mm. I, I looked up a statistic and they said that RV sales over last year have like topped every record they have ever set uh, in RV sales. And it makes sense. People still yeah. want to travel. People want to do things and they can take their own home and and, you know, be rest assured of where they are. And they don't have to get into the you know social interaction, um, you know, and still be able to go out and, and travel. So it's huge uh, in the yeah. last year. Yeah, you don't have to worry about if, you know, your hotel room was cleaned, you don't have to stop for bathroom breaks and like, you know, go into a McDonald's where everyone's, you know, been. Um, so it's a really um, kind of risk-free almost way of traveling. Right. Um, the problem is everyone has the same idea right now. <laughs> and it's really like the prices of RVs have skyrocketed. Um, our business is booming. Every RV business is booming. And so um, everyone wants an RV really quickly. And it's actually quite challenging to get um, products. Mm -hmm. So we're having to substitute out a lot of products um, kind of on the fly so that we can, you know, still meet schedules and get these done quickly for people. Um, we're unique in that we are the only company that does the non-toxic RVs. And we try and do we try and do like 99% VOC free. Okay. Um, everything basically, you know, that that's behind the cab is what we touch. We, you, we usually typically take like a Sprinter cargo van and it's, so it's empty behind the cab and we build it out. We build out the electrical system, the plumbing, the bathroom, the bed, the, you know, all the millwork and all of that. Um, and so it's kind of challenging, um, Having a functional RV that is well insulated, that you know is durable, that doesn't creak, that doesn't squeak, <laughs> and there's all these requirements involved in building RVs and doing all that with 100% VOC materials. That's right. a lot of, <laughs> but we figured right. out how to do it. I love it. So you guys are actually creating the RV space. Um, yeah. With with your company, are you able to take uh, existing RVs and help clients create more of a toxin-free environment as well? Yes, but I have found it's not typically worth the money. Okay. So we do have a couple of clients who that was so important to them that it was worth the money to them. 
So for example, they bought a old um, Airstream trailer, Mm -hmm. um, completely gutted it and, and had us, you know, uh, build everything from scratch. Um, It's a very expensive thing to do if you're, because you're, you're paying a premium already for a built out RV. And then if you, then you're paying to demolish everything (laughs) and then you're paying to rebuild it from scratch um, with all non-toxic materials, which there's a little bit of a premium for that. Not much though. Um, I mean, it might be like 10% more than building it with, you know, toxic um, products. Um, But really it's the fact that you're paying a premium for buying an RV that's already um, built out. Now there's other options. You can get an RV and make some minor minor modifications. Like you can, um, use the safe coat primer and paint and paint over the cabinets, which are a big source of off-gassing. Like the minute you walk into a normal RV, you smell that RV smell. And it's the, it's typically like the cabinets and the carpeting. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you, you know, paint and the cabinets with safe coat or something similar, the VOC free paint and you rip out the carpeting. Um, okay. I mean, that alone will solve 50% of your problem. And that's pretty inexpensive to do. Maybe you can relate. We tried every fad diet, meal plan, cleanse, and exercise program out there to get rid of that unwanted belly fat. It's so frustrating trying to figure out what in the world to do. Through our training and certifications, we've learned a proven method that has completely transformed our lives. Not only did we lose the belly fat, but we have increased energy, we sleep better, and wow, does our hair and skin look better than ever. Join our three-day boot camp, Roadmap to Wellness Boot Camp, at transformingwomenshealth.com. I love that. So tell me about, so you're building out, you said you're, you're taking a, um, a van and mm-hmm. you know, that that's empty from the, you know, the cabin on back. So how big are these that you guys are building out? They're pretty small. So uh, this, um, the Sprinter vans come in three sizes. The okay. short one is 19 and a half feet long. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the high roof sprinter. So you can actually stand up in it. Like it's, there's a, probably about six feet inside. Right. Um, so that one is small enough to be like a daily driver. You could go to the grocery store and park and not be sticking out of your right. parking stall. Right. <laughs> the next one is like, um, the extended, um, mm-hmm. that's that you would, it's the same width, but so you could fit in the parking stall, but you would stick out a bit. You probably have to kind of park on the border of the parking lot where there's not a lot of traffic. Right. And then the next one is probably um, closer, like 27 feet, the very long one. And that one you, you would have a difficult time parking in again, same, they're all really narrow. You know, right. they're like seven feet wide. Um, so they're maneuverable. The sprinters are great because they've got this amazing turning radius. So they're really as easy as driving a car, especially with all the, um, you know, the sensors and backup camera and stuff. Um, the Fords, uh, the Ford Transits are also really popular because they're a little bit more affordable than the sprinters. They're not as nice of a ride. Um, so these are pretty small. Um, and this is what people want. Like people want a van because they're small 
because they can park them on the street. They don't have to spend money for camping. They could, you know, be stealth camping like in San Francisco Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. um, and not have to pay for a campground or a hotel room. Um, And the smaller the vehicle is, the harder it is to build out the interior because it's like this very fine, well, fine tuned like puzzle where everything has to perfectly (laughs) fit together. Um, So it's actually more money. And you'll notice if you just shop for RVs on like RV Trader or something, the smaller the vehicle, the more expensive it is, whether it's like a big brand RV, like Airstream makes those, you know, same sprinters um, Mm -hmm. RVs. Um, as well as there's just a ton of van conversion companies that do that now. Mm-hmm. And I think people are often confused about why the, the huge RVs are so cheap in comparison. It's just that there's just so much easier to, to figure out. You know, there, there's plenty of room to run everything. Um, there, mm-hmm. you, can, you don't have to be nearly as careful in something large as you do in something small. In your compact design there. Um, so tell me what... You, you've talked about cabinets and carpets kind of being your key areas. Beyond the cabinet and carpeting, what next? What area kind of surprised you the most? Well, I, I would say, you know, where we sleep is super important because we spend so much time there. Right. So where, you know, your mattress, going back to your organic mattress, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of different organic mattress options. Um, and this also includes the material that goes over the mattress. So keep that in mind too. That should be VOC free and organic. So we use organic latex most of the time, unless someone is allergic to latex, because just because something's organic and natural doesn't mean that people don't have allergies to it. Right. So we, we have to ask, are you allergic to latex? Um, and, um, and if not, then that's what we use. Um, basically we, we also want to just keep anything out of the, the sleeping area. That, that we're concerned about. Uh, like I, I already mentioned the textile or the fabrics, mm-hmm. um, you know, it gets a little tricky with also um, batteries. Um, oh. You know, batteries are really important in an RV. Like, you know, that's kind of the main point of an RV is having mm-hmm. electricity wherever you go, <laughs> having, you know, hot water, having Wi-Fi. like that's mm-hmm. the whole point of it. But the problem is a lot of people are concerned about EMFs coming out of all the electrical equipment. Mm -hmm. So in a van, it gets really tricky because in a van, there's really one good spot for that. And it's right under where you sleep. So so if people are concerned about that, we can can put um, them like in a a lead box or that sort of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we do try and get it just as far as the sleeping area as we can. Nice. Excuse me. Do you do anything with solar? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, pretty much most of what we do has solar panels. Um, Okay. That's really helpful just so that you don't have to plug in as much. Right. If you, the nice thing about a motorhome or van versus a trailer is when you're driving, the alternator um, charges your house battery. Right. Um, but if you're not driving a lot and if you're not plugged in, let's say you're just hanging out in nature, boondocking, then the only other, th- there's two other options. There's solar and there's a generator. Right. A generator is smelly and it's loud. Mm-hmm. So solar is the best option. It's pretty inexpensive now. Um, right. You could do like 300 amp solar panels mm-hmm. um, fully installed for maybe like $1,500. Right. 
Right. I know we put, um, I want to say either two or three panels up on top of our rig, um, mm-hmm. you know, to help, you know, generate that because there are times um, that you dry dock is, uh, sure. you know, we're, we're not hooked up to, you know, anything at all. So that's, that's really interesting. Okay. So batteries didn't even think about the batteries. Oh my word. Uh, and, and that most of them are underneath where we're sleeping. Is there any kind of panel that you could use? You talked about a lead box. You know, I've seen different panels that are like uh, EMF protection. Have you found anything like that that you can use? You know, I've done a lot of research in that area. And I have to say the information is so sketchy. I'm having a really hard time like getting, like knowing what is real and what's not in that whole EMF realm. (laughs) So I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out. Like what is legitimately a concern, you know, and what's not like, uh, I know that Wi-Fi is supposedly one of the worst things for you and it can disrupt your sleep. It can perhaps Mm -hmm. disrupt your cells or the mitochondria. I have no idea. I, I think it's, there's still a lot of vague information out there. Um, the electrical uh, box itself, um, I'm not sure if that's as much of a concern or not. So I just continue to monitor the information sure. and you know, sure. we'll just kind of do the best we can with what the information we have. But it seems really controversial right now. Absolutely. I don't believe that it's even a concern. Right. Yeah. Whereas I, I know for sure that other things are real, right? Um, you know, like, uh, c- because I feel them in my body, it's so clear for me. Mm-hmm. Um, EMFs don't seem to be something that triggers my system. Right. But it could, you know, that doesn't mean just because it doesn't affect me that it couldn't affect other right. people. Right. So <laughs> I don't have a lot of anecdotes about people having, you know, being triggered by that. I, I have read some stories about it disrupting people's sleep. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't like know anyone personally. How about you? Like, do you know much about? Yeah, I find that um, a lot of times people who have suffered from Lyme disease tend to be a little bit more sensitive to EMFs. And I I do have several friends of mine that it's it's a big trigger for them. Okay. Um, And and uh, it's pain. Um, mm-hmm. it's definitely digestive, it's sleep, it's mental. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so there's a whole lot of, of symptoms that they have that, that, uh, occur because of it. Um, yeah, so it, yeah, it, that's- it can be a very real thing, but I, I, again, I think typically when somebody, just like when somebody has a exposure to sense, for instance, you know, cause not all scents are bad. There's some good sense, there's bad sense, you know, and fragrance. Um, but when you are overly sensitive to fragrance and sense, that's generally meaning you've got a lot of toxicity build up in your body somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. And, and so we tend to find that people who are, have more sensitivities have more things going on with the body. There's usually something else happening there. Does that make sense? That is interesting. That mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's probably things that you could do. Um, well, I know there are because uh, mm-hmm. my acupuncturist works on me all the time to eliminate allergies. So oh, yeah. I'm wondering if there's something similar that you oh, can yeah. do with EMFs and other 
Absolutely. So there's things that we can do to help really support the detox pathways. And and I don't want to get into, you know, (laughs) this is for you and (laughs) your area of expertise is, but certainly supporting the the various detox pathways um, will make a huge difference in some of those chemical sensitivities that, you know, different people and and many people have that are, are unaware. Yeah, but a lot of people who we work with have tried everything. Like Mm -hmm. they're, you know, and they are still super sensitive to everything. Mm -hmm. One client asked me if, um, if we were building, um, like toxic RVs (laughs) in the same space as her non-toxic RV. And she was so concerned that even the materials with toxins would come into contact with hers. Right. And I said, no, we don't do that. You know, we don't build toxic RVs, but, um, I mean, she was just so like extremely concerned and she's tried everything because she's, she's desperate, you know, she's desperate for a clean environment. This is not, um, you know, not um, something she's made up. Like she has tried every option available and now her only option is to have a completely clean environment or as much as possible. So that's, that's her goal in building a, you know, a clean RV, but she also has to, um, like she couldn't, she didn't even want to go into restrooms, um, Mm -hmm. where she traveled, you know, Mm -hmm. because they have scents, um, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. So it's, I get to meet all kinds of people who have major sensitivities and, and, um, they have, you know, it's not like they haven't tried acupuncture and, you know, all these different diets and stuff like that. It's a real thing. And, you know, and, and the fact that you've got a company that's addressing, you know, uh, an area where people can really get some relief and some help, I think is amazing because we all have to look in various different ways. And, um, you know, you, you're creating a, a safe space, for people to exist that maybe don't have a safe space to exist, um, as well as a safe uh, space for people to travel uh, mm-hmm. and and um, just have recreation in, you know, too. I, I mean, what a blessing for so many. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, you do have to have um, the means to do all of that. You know, it is a it can be expensive. But there, like I said, like we talked about earlier, there are um, some kind of quick tricks, you know, oh. to 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 uh, do like the painting or whatever, um, or just your mattress, like where you sleep for, you know, eight, nine hours a day can make a huge difference in your life. If you don't have like the means to have, you know, your own custom RV or, you know, an entirely new home <laughs> made from scratch. I love that you share that because, you know, we want to be able to give options for everyone, no matter where you're at. And an RV, listen, I tell you, you know, look at how much do you travel? You know, how mm-hmm. much are you spending on hotels? How much are you spending on airfare? You know, versus if you made a purchase and then if that were your lifestyle, that's what how you wanted to go, you know, about as well as there's lots of people in a 27 footer, I bet you could live in that, you know, full time. For sure. I mean, there are people who are living in vans. This uh, There's this whole van life movement. Um, we get quite a few calls from women around retirement age who are selling their homes and yeah. want to van life. 
Um, the vans are great because the gas mileage is amazing. Like the, you know, the big problem with RVs is, is like, because I used to have like a, you know, a regular RV, a big one, a 24 footer. And I was used to joke, it's just like holding wads of money out the window and just letting the bills fly out the window. <laughs> that was, that was the gas bill, right? Yeah. But the sprinters get regular gas mileage. They get in the twenties. So and, that and makes my my husband and I joke with each other because ours is 45 foot, you know, oh my gosh. Diesel, a diesel pusher. And we're like, if you're asking about your gas mileage or, you know, anything like that, you probably shouldn't be buying one, <laughs> you know, in the, in the first place because it's crazy. Uh, Not a big one. But the vans, like you can totally, you know, afford to, to do that. Um, I would have a hard time living in a van, though. And going anywhere. You know what, though? You know, and and I mean, this is a topic for another discussion, but um, how freeing it is to release things, right? Mm -hmm. When you're forced into a smaller situation, like I said, when we started the show, my husband and I lived in our motorhome for better than six months out of the year. And it's amazing how well you can get along with a lot less, um, you know, mm -hmm. than what than what you think that you need. Uh, it's, it's very empowering and freeing. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think that if you have a home though, back, back home, you know, mm -hmm. and you travel in your RV, um, it's probably a little easier. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> you know, like just, Getting rid of everything it's, and not having that home base takes a whole nother like mindset. It's getting sure rid is. of all my shoes, you know, yeah. shoes. I mean, that's a big <laughs> one. <laughs> if I know they're home and I'm just traveling for six months, I can make that sacrifice though. There you go. There you go. It's all about how you're going to look at it. Listen, we're at our end, but. I, oh my gosh, there's been some great information shared here, um, you know, of great places to start, great things to do. I want to make sure we've been scrolling uh, your website. It's zenspaces.design. Um, make sure if RV traveling is something you want to explore and want to get into, uh, Alyssa is the person that you want to get a hold of, especially when you're living that toxin-free lifestyle. Um, what... I'm going to give you the final um, thoughts here, the final words as we're closing up, Alyssa. What do you want to leave our viewers with? Well, design can really be a means to design your life. Um, and I, just like I'm trying to do myself, I want to try and live life to the fullest and like wring the most joy out of this like life that I can. Um, and I really want that for other people. So, mm -hmm. uh, Think about how you want to design your life and, and then design can support that. It really can, whether it's an RV or just the design of your home or your office, it really can support the lifestyle you want. It can support you being fit. It can support you eating well. It can support your sleep. It can do so much for you that um, you might not be aware of. So just um, if, if you want to learn more, we have a blog on the website which, with a lot of educational information. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us today. And we'll make sure that everybody has all the links to connect with you as we close. Thank you. Take care. 
That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator, and we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.